Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Next Stop is the Best Stop. I'm your host, Tamika, and I'm here solo today, giving my co-host Jason a break. He's been very busy. Kudos to Jason for hanging in there. Um, Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. As you know, I love genealogy. I love history. So sometimes I bring on episodes about genealogy, discovering your history, your ancestry. Today's going to be a little bit different, but still has something to do with history. But I'm actually going to interview uh, a wonderful person in my life, uh, one of the first people I've ever met before. Before I get into introducing them, uh, let me explain what I'm. Uh, my aim is. Um, because I do, you do use a lot of historical documents to uh, complete my genealogy quest. I've, you know, come across many documents that I just find are just invaluable. Uh, the the foresight that people had to create these documents, you know, I can't imagine not having them. One of those documents or historical documents that um, I want to bring to your attention are. The interview with uh, slaves after the Civil War, after emancipation, these interviews took place in the 1930s, right? And so many slaves were in, you know, at that time, close to 100 years old, right? Um, and so people that were unemployed during the Depression, in order to keep them employed, that was one of the assignments to go around the South and to interview former slaves or wherever they lived at the moment to talk about their lives, to talk about the lives that they lived on plantations as slaves. And through those interviews, we learned so much. So I began to think to myself, who could we interview now that someone 50 years later, that's a genealogist, perhaps my own children, would be so appreciative of that document. And I thought, well, all history, you know, you need to know about in order to be, you know, well-rounded and informed. That's the way I feel. And, you know, the answer was right in my family and, and could be right in yours. When we think about what's going on in today's society about what we should learn, what should we not learn, what history is too uh, violent to learn about, I thought, you know, as my two sons go through school and we deal with educational issues and inequalities, where could we get information about the history of educational inequalities? And so that thought turned into who could I interview to talk about, um, let's say, segregation, right? And lo and behold, I thought about it. Both of my parents went to segregated schools. And if any of you listening have parents that are baby boomers, and they are of African-American descent, and they went to school, or white descent, uh, Caucasian descent, excuse me, and they went to school in the South, more than likely they went to a segregated school. And I thought, in order for us to not go back there, in order for us to not send our children to schools that are of one race, one color, uh, one, one, you know, I guess thought pattern, one background, one class level, how do we not do that? Well, first we have to find out how we did it in the beginning. I'm currently taking courses at the Georgia Archives about um, segregation in our schools in Georgia. How did it start? How did it become law? How was it codified? How did we support uh, the segregation of separate of of races through education of amongst other things, but separate but equal, separate facilities but equal? We all know they weren't equal. And so that stirred up this feeling in me again about I have to interview somebody about their experience during segregation. Those people are now in their 70s, possibly older, 
And I thought, why not start with my own parents? So what you're about to hear is an interview that I recently did with my own mother, Mary. And she um, grew up in the South, the Deep South. And she was educated throughout her school years in segregated facilities. I wanted to know what her thoughts were on this. How did she feel? Um, She also went to an HBCU. She was the first person to go to school, uh, to go to college in her family. I'm only the second person in my family to go to college. So what did it mean to be educated in segregated facilities and then go to an HBCU? And for those of you listening that don't know, an HBCU is a historically black college or university. So she went to an HBCU. So she, throughout her entire education, she was educated um, in a segregated manner. In, in the first half of her education, it was by uh, law. In the second half, it was by choice. And I wanted to know her feelings on that and if she felt like her life would be any different. Please tune in. It's an awesome interview. I learned so much from my mother. She also encouraged me to reach out to other family members and interview and have almost like a joint family interview together so that they could bounce ideas off of each other. So you'll hear that conversation as well. But fascinating. And from what I learned from this, I want to share it with our next stop, best stop uh, listeners. And, you know, this podcast is all about how to make your next stop your best stop. Talk to your elders. Talk to your parents while you have a chance. Record them. We have so much technology out there. Then they have so much, hopefully, to share with you. A lot of times you'll find so many similarities that you didn't know were were, were there. Um, talking to my mother, I talk to my mother all the time, but just talking to her in these 20, 30 minutes or so, I learned that our career paths and our thoughts about our career um, were actually the same. You know, even though you may talk to your parents every day, are you really talking about something that you want to cherish, that you want to share later, that you want to save? So I encourage you as you move through life and, you know, go to work, go to school, deal with the kids, uh, deal with your dog, deal with your cat. Um, Take some time. And talk to those that are right up under you. They have stories to share. And it's time for you to listen. So thank you. And enjoy the interview. Kind of like what we were talking about yesterday. Um, what was it like for you attending uh, segregated schools? So you attended segregated schools from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. What was that like for you? I didn't know anything else. It was fun. But I always had this little thing in my, you know, how inquisitive I can get. Why the the white people I see in the community not going to the schools that we are. I had no idea that our school wasn't up to par or anything like that. I just felt that one day they would come to our school. (laughs) uh, We walked to school. most most of my elementary school days, I think all of we walked to school through okay. the fields. Through the, say that and, again through the fields. Yeah, we our house um, over. You know what Mount Olive is. You know, I told you we had a house back there mm-hmm. uh, off of ninety six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was uh my that's where my daddy grew up. Okay. Uh huh. And we call it Mama Lucy's house. Okay, and that's where I I can remember starting the school there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had to walk from that house 
through the pine forest mm-hmm. to, get, to get to Long Street Road. It wasn't named that then. It was no name. Mm-hmm. Walked through that. We hated it. And it was <laughs> pine trees and uh, pine straw. I remember when they planted those trees, I was a little girl. Uh, used to be farmland. They put the pine trees there. So when we started the school, we walked through there. We had a path. Mm-hmm. And we get to Long Street Road, and then we would turn left and go up to the little elementary school because that's the first school I went to, the brick school on Long Street Road. I didn't go to the uh, school at at the church. Okay, so that's the one we always pass by. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, we went gotcha. to, yeah, 1956 is when I started, and that's when the new red brick school for the black people was okay. open. Okay. All right. So cool. we, when we was walking, when we'd be walking, uh, I'm supposed it was me and Earl, maybe Ray <laughs> at the elementary school at the same time, but you know, uh Bo hadn't started yet. Okay. But we the school bus will always pass us the white school the with the white kids on. And they were going all the way to Jeffersonville for that elementary school. And I was like why they passing our school? We got a new school. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, it's just like we didn't, it was no big deal back then until I got a little older because in my household, mom and daddy really didn't talk about a negative way about the white people. They didn't talk that good about them. Okay. Just what when the conversation. Okay. Uh, okay. It's just like my parents had a lot of respect for themselves. They didn't lower themselves. My daddy would kind of yes sir, yes Calvin, <laughs> like that to get mm-hmm. what he wanted to get. Right. That's that granddaddy. The, and that was the Boris some money. <laughs> <laughs> some here's some money. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, we didn't work in the fields like uh, some of our um in the white men's feel like some of our uh, classmates and mm-hmm. cousins we didn't work in the white man's field daddy had some fields his own self he was sharecropping okay so he was almost renting a field yeah so gotcha. we could live in so we could live in the house on that was on the property so uh-huh. you guys were sharecroppers yep. for yep. the the Vaughns yes okay. Jack, Va- Jack, Jack and Mary Vaughn uh-huh Okay. But you know, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know all that was going on back then. We just we knew we didn't have much though. But we was happy. Mm-hmm. We would just wait for Saturdays to come mm-hmm. so we uh, get our what high C orange drink or either grape <laughs> drink. That's what I did. Tell me, baby, baby, uh, it slow down. I was little. I was little. I remember starting with that when I was at the house down by, you know, where Sonny Vaughn them lived. Uh huh. That's, that's where I was born. Born down there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's what I I remember Saturday nights. Uh, that was a good time. I guess our parents would have gotten a little money, so they made like a treat on a Saturday night. So would they have turned in their cotton to get weighed and then they went to the store and they had a little leftover? Okay. And treated us. 
we didn't know we was poor. We didn't know we were poor. <laughs> we thought, you know, we're just young and innocent. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They just didn't talk about stuff. Right, uh, right. Maybe we was young and we didn't listen to their stuff. Right. <laughs> well, you know, back then they would say this grown folks stuff going on, right? Right. Oh, I got slapped many days <laughs> <laughs> walking into conversation. I'm serious. Oh, gosh. That uh, reminds me of my Mama, son. <laughs> mama, mama always said, you just so piercing. I always show up in the wrong time. <laughs> they don't want me to hear something or see something. Right. I'm going to show up like a reporter. <laughs> oh, my Maybe that's who Raphael get it from, Lord Jesus. He, he got all whatever he he has. He got it honest. Yes, yes. I was I I got in so many tr- so much trouble being nosy. Oh Lord Jesus! I like uh, either I blurt out the wrong thing, and Mother's hand would just come right across my mouth. <laughs> oh Lord, you saw stars. I saw stars. I'm like not again. But, uh, <laughs> I would always say the wrong thing at the wrong time. And grandma had some powerful hands. Wow. It was long and slender. And they would come at my mouth. <laughs> not the inside of the hand, but the back. The back. Oh, not the back. Oh, we. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, okay. So, basically, to sum it up, you, you, uh, had by the time you started school in 1956, uh, they had a new brick school, which is still there, but it's in dis- it's 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 you know dilapidated. Yeah, they pulled us out of all of the black schools, no matter what condition they were in. When uh integration came about, okay, by, you know none of the black schools in Twix County that it was they as for the white people. Those schools were not good enough for even that. though they were brand new and they didn't care. They didn't care. They wow. Didn't. Yep. They was just they was really mean when uh integration came about. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they didn't want to act right. Uh, then that's when we found out we was getting old books, used books. They was giving us hammered down books all of our life. So you had hand-me-down books even at the black school. That's what. That's that's where you had. had. Okay. We didn't have new books. We didn't. We didn't know. Mm -hmm. We we got leftover books from them. Mm. Somebody told said recently. I wonder why all them names was in those books. (laughs) I don't know those people. (laughs) Books from the white children's school. Wow! Wow! No way we could be on a. level playing field we we just so far behind you know right right start on a level playing field so I don't know I don't know when we'll catch up so do you think your life would have been different had you gone to an integrated school and I ask because a lot of the people that I work with in genealogy they are your age and maybe a little bit older but they went to school in New Jersey they went to school in Ohio yeah it would have been better we would have 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 better uh, exposure to the educational system mm-hmm. just just other people learning from other people's culture yeah we would have been better okay okay because I actually go to class that's why, that, why people decided to integrate because they know it was so much the blacks was missing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the whites need to learn somebody felt like they needed to learn about our culture too 
uh, either if we got with them, we would get some of what they was getting. But right. uh, if you left out completely, you you know you're missing something. That's why you left out. Right. Well, that's interesting that you say that. I t- in one of my uh, Georgia archives class, there's a, a a young woman. She might be a little bit older than you. She might be in late seventies, early eighties, and she's written a book. And she actually, I I want to try to interview her as well. But she talked about how you know a lot of people felt like integration was better, but in her mind. She went to segregated schools, but her children went to integrated schools. And she found out she felt that she had to fight for their education more in an integrated school, meaning she had to make sure that they are being taught black history, that they are being treated right. She said she didn't feel that way in a segregated school. She felt like the teachers cared more, exactly. uh, that it was more of a family environment. So I, I wanted to get your take on that. Like, uh, did you? Well, you didn't. Well, let me step back. You I, never I, went to an integrated you know, school. Some of my friends did, like my cousin, Willene, Evelyn, mm-hmm. uh, Evelyn went over there. She stayed probably less than a month. She said they was mean. They didn't want to teach them. They still want to give them different work. It was just horrible. They wanted to run the kids away that went over there. So some of them hung in there, uh, like cousin Willene. But they kept her back a whole year. Wow. They did that a lot. They made it hard. Integration was here. Integration was here. But when you got to their school, you still was uh, segregated because they didn't teach you like they taught the white kids. They kind of, uh, they they just picked on them. They said right. well, the kids picked on them. And, uh, you know, a lot of the teachers, a lot of the grown people would say, uh, the black people say, you know, we want integration because we know there's something that would help us. But they would say, I don't know if this is good for the black people, black children, because they're not going to get the love and care mm-hmm. right. from white teachers like they get from the black, which was true. Which was the true. Black Teachers knew our culture. They knew the parents. Mm, mm. They they interacted with the parents, and it's just I don't know. I, I I don't know how the white ones disciplined the little black students. I don't. I never. You know, because I don't know anybody that you know went started elementary school over there. Right, right, right. Well, that's interesting because I think we're dealing with the similar things now. In the school system, you know, it's just this divide, especially if you send your child to a school that may, because, you know, like my, my kids are your grandkids, they go to a, it's not set up to be segregated, but it is segregated because the, the, the the living environments are segregated, this part of Fulton County. So the schools are segregated, not by law, but just by land use codes, right? By former uh, redlining, you know, just like where people can live based on their background, their income, their inheritances or lack thereof. So I think that, um, I really think that that's something that we're going through now. And that's why this conversation is so interesting because, I'm afraid that we're going back to that. And I don't oh, know whether, you know, whether it's, is it, is it by form, fashion? Is it by desire? Design. Your design, desire, design, you, you design. Know, design, right. So, cause then there's the other conversation about um, 
people feeling more comfortable living amongst their own, right? Living amongst, Uh there are plenty of African-Americans that live on the South side of Atlanta that have a lot of money, but choose not to live on the North side because they don't feel comfortable. And there's, you know, plenty of white Americans that have, and Asian Americans that have a lot of money that could afford houses down here, but they feel people, I guess humans feel the camaraderie amongst people that look look like them. So they that, like their own culture. Most people like their own their culture. own culture, right? So it, it you rarely get those neighborhoods that are just fully integrated, and therefore your schools are not integrated, right? And so there also is a perception issue too. You know, if it people perceive that it's, if the school is, you know, primarily black, you're not going to. It's not going to be any good. Right. It's not going to be a good school. And I can I can attest to that feeling that way, feeling like how you're viewed when you're not a diverse school. Right. right. But, you know, but then I don't only good. Most of the time it's only good when you got mostly uh, people of, uh, you know, Caucasians there, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Indian people of other uh, racial makeup Mm -hmm. like then it becomes a better school. Mm, interesting interesting so my other question to you is so you've said yeah you really think your life would be different if you had gone to an integrated yep. school yep. Now, you also had probably would have been better better I, okay no I don't know I, I can't say that well you have a very unique you know situation in that you have gone through um you know all your education has been segregated Right. Uh, you, you know, yep. leading into your college years where you went yep. to a HBCU, which mm-hmm. was one of the first uh, historically black universities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I wonder, you know. Do you when you were reply, applying for college um, at that time, were there any white universities that would uh, accept black uh, applicants? Yeah, there was some, but it okay. was a, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. They they was accepting black, but it wasn't. You know, we hear those stories, and we mm-hmm. didn't want, we didn't want that fight. Ah, uh, I see. I, I see. Want, it was it was not a lot. It was it, stuff was just uh, kind of opening up. Mm. The schools was just you know they wasn't really welcoming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I've heard that. I've heard doing, that they do. They was doing it because it was uh Brown versus Board Board of Education. Mm -hmm. So that was 54. So by the time you got out in the late 60s, 60s, um, wow, that was still 15 years later, right? And it still was... Right. You see what they had fought for in 65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's the Civil Rights Act. um, And then... Right. And then uh, they was trying to close. By the time I got ready to graduate from Fort Valley, they was trying to close those white colleges. Really? Uh, they just I, like they was no good. But, you know, they didn't want us at their school, but they just 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 right. blight balling the black schools, colleges. Yeah. So it's almost like that's happening again. How it people is. view black it, it universities. Never, it, I don't think it ever went ever away. left. Right. Oh. I I can I can attest to that because we had so many students come to my alma mater from a HBCU because people think, oh, you can get the best of both worlds, which I can totally kind of see that. I can see how 
if you want the the black experience, you get that, but then you get almost like, okay, you got the black experience, but now I'm going to legitimize your education. Mm-hmm. You know, your last two years by tacking on a mm-hmm. PWI, predominantly white institution. So, mm-hmm. okay, okay, interesting. Give, give your education a little bit more weight. That's what people. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. exactly. I get that all the time. You know, people think that, oh, you went to this school. Did you go to the HBCU first? You know, had uh, I had some money, I probably would have. <laughs> they don't think that you can. Do, you didn't want to go to a black school. I applied to three. I. I applied to oh, three and got in. Mm-hmm. New Orleans? Uh, Xavier, but my the one I really wanted was either Fisk or FAMU. And I got into both of those schools. Oh, like the FAMU. I love FAMU. I knew because, again, I thought I'd go to FAMU and then I could take some classes at Florida State. That was my mindset. Oh, and, yeah, but you were going to get the hope, hope. Right. I could not afford to go to a Black university. So, oh, yeah. yeah. They're very expensive because most black universities are uh, private. Well, the ones that I applied to, let me put it that way. Um, There was, I was also went to, you know, check out North Carolina A&T and I kind of liked them too. You know, I didn't ever apply because I think by that time I realized I wasn't going to get any money to go, you know? So yeah, there were, I kind of did both, but you know, I just, I couldn't wing the cost. So um, that that has some implications, I'm sure, for a lot. Because a lot of people want to know why you didn't go to Spelman. I could not afford Spelman. Oh, no. I <laughs> so I think, um, so, you know, I really think that has a lot to do with my own education. I went to a PWI. Now, could I have gone to a state um, HBCU? Of course. But there wasn't one in Georgia that I liked. They were all state hbcus outside of georgia you know like uh fam is a state uh institution uh-huh. but in the state of florida right so That's i'll be paying erica, erica moore went to yes 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 uh-huh. exactly so you know th- those are just interesting conversations and i i really wanted to hear your your feedback on your own education and so uh, my last question to you is because i don't hold you too long but it you went to an hbcu do you think that now looking back, it would have been worth the fight to go to a white institution that was just integrating? Not, I mean, for, me, not, not for me back then. Okay. No. Okay. I gotcha. College. I, 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 college was nice. Yes. Nice Every, experience. Almost, almost everybody looked like me. We had a few whites there. Okay. Okay. Um, do you white a few white teachers uh indian teachers on staff but uh it was mostly us okay okay uh, and now that you you know looking back on your career uh you went to you went to segregated schools you went to an hbcu by choice do you think it was hard for you to then start working in an integrated environment as a professional Hmm. Let me let me think. Yeah, take your time. It it was. I think it was just hard. I don't know if it would have been different if I had gone to a white college or university. I, I you know, let me see. My first job was at Fort Valley, uh, the Extension Service. Mm-hmm. I was with, I was with uh, black and white on our staff. 
that doesn't bother me. And when I came to corrections, they were good old boys, mostly mm-hmm. mostly men, mm-hmm. and women. And it was like out of about twelve, it was like two blights. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure that was tough, but I mean, was it a a culture shock for you? No, because I I had worked in New Jersey two summers. Okay, okay. That really helped me when I, uh, you know, when I graduated in 68, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't get in Fort Valley because my counselors didn't send the transcripts or whatever they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So I had the, um, that fall quarter, I went to New Jersey, stayed mm-hmm. with Uncle Son, Aunt Sarah, and I I worked. I got a job at W.T. Grant. You know, and that was all kind of different people. You yes, know? that's New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. So that wasn't a shock to me. Okay. And, and then uh, I came back and I went to school. And I believe in maybe... My sophomore year, mm-hmm. my after my sophomore year, going into my junior year, I think I went back up. Then I worked mm-hmm. uh, at the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, at general, just all different kind of people, just all you know, uh, Hispanics or whatever. So all of that helped me. So when I got with corrections, when I got that job with all men, I and um, I didn't look at it so much as being black and white i was looking at it like these men <laughs> mm, okay okay yeah, so i just you know i think about it i might come up with a different answer but that's the first thing popping at me all these men just men it was a gender thing for you yeah yeah okay uh, so they, did- was white, they was white they was they was country they was you could tell they was prejudiced mm-hmm. so yeah. you didn't feel that way when you went to work in um in New Jersey you didn't feel like did you feel like you know how you went to work in Georgia and you in your first job you were like oh these men I can tell they're prejudiced did you feel that way in New Jersey uh, no mm. uh, not as not as much I'm sure some I did you know okay. you know you pick up on some some okay yeah. okay but it was it, it's just different okay. I, I guess I'm trying to Georgia was different. Yeah, Georgia was different. Right, right. So that's interesting, too, that you, even though you had the experience of working up north and maybe things didn't feel so outwardly prejudiced that you didn't want to go back, I guess, to New Jersey to work, where it might have been a little bit more diverse. I had my mom down here and I had Eddie Eddie was here. Who was Eddie? Gosh. Okay. All right. Well, I understand. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. I understand. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. 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 Well, this is, this has been awesome, Mom. This has been good. This is, I think. Who hipped on uh, staying in Macon? I really wanted to go to Atlanta for my career. Yes, for your career. I understand that. Yeah, I did. Uh, I more opportunities. I knew that would be more opportunities in Atlanta. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my life would have been different. Right. I don't know better. As for my career, it would have been better. My career would have been better. 
I, I, I feel like I'm deja vu in your life. <laughs> I think I understand better than you, better than you know. Oh, yeah. Just making the sacrifice for family, knowing oh. that your career would probably be take off mm -hmm. elsewhere. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. I totally get that. So, okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. I, um, I think next time I would like to interview your brother who probably Uncle Bo. Uh, I think you probably get more of a, a better idea of what we went through. If you talk with us in a group. Oh, group setting. Uh, that's a good one. Cause we'll bounce off each other. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You know. Okay. 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 Let me see how I can tackle that. A lot of it we've uh, forgotten. Okay. Once we start talking, like yeah, yeah, but uh, we kind of need each other. So if you could get like me, Earl, Bo, and mm -hmm. even sister, you know, like LaFrank. Yes. Get a lot. Uh, he's he want us to get together like December tenth. But they, when we get together, we're so wild. <laughs> it has to be a quiet place, yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I don't know how you're gonna do that, but anyway, you you can get people in order and get a little information. Okay, yeah, I think that's a great idea because I think that that'll save me time. I don't have to like go from interview to interview to interview, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be good stuff. Like at uh dinners, thank Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, I have to think about for that for Thanksgiving. I did interview uh, Auntie once about uh, Uncle Cicero and how he started. Like, so. like Bruce. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, because he went integrated. No experience. Tell me about your first uh, years in school. You know, just the, it, that. I think that'll be good. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And then I won't have to. I was thinking about you know, doing a, a video series on Instagram. But if I can just use the podcast to do that, that would be awesome. I already have a a, me, a communication medium, you know? So I think so. Yeah. I think that'll be good. Family, that's a good idea. Family gathering, that's a good place to mm -hmm. uh, nation. Mm -hmm. I think it is. If I think of something else, I'll let yeah, you know. Let me know. And, and, and uh, you know, if that dad had you know if you think he'd be good in knowing let me know <laughs> yeah learn about his early childhood experience yes. in, mm -hmm. uh, you know because he went to uh O'Marion and mm -hmm. you know he often talks about you know because he went to the church school okay church school okay older he would start the school in 55 ah transferred them to the high school, well, the red brick school in Jeffersonville, which opened the same time as Mount Olive, mm -hmm. they kept him back a year. They kept a lot of them back a year, the ones coming from O'Marion. I don't know why. Going to a black school. Yeah, there was prejudice too. Golly, against the church schools. Yeah, or something. So he was going to get sent to the, the segregated, well, the segregated colored children's school mm -hmm. that was closer to Jeffersonville. Yeah, the one on Bullet Road. Bullet Road. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The school was attached to the high school which I graduated from. Mm, gotcha, up there. Well, we gotcha. finished like, like uh, Antioch students, uh, Lisa Martin, sister, you know, family, they went to Antioch. Okay. Um, 
and Ed and them went to Jeffersonville. Those are elementary schools. Uh, it was three elementary schools, Jeffersonville Elementary School, Mount Olive, Antioch. When we got to the seventh grade, it was time for us to go to uh, County. the high school. But those school, yeah, Jeffersonville High School. But that high school also had an elementary school. So it was it was just three, three black uh, elementary schools. What was and, the white school called? Tweaks County High? Tweaks. Uh -huh. And they had an elementary school, I believe somewhere near um, Antioch up 80. Mm -hmm. And they had an elementary school down by Danville. Mm, okay, okay. Evelyn, Evelyn used to teach that started teaching the elementary school down at the uh it was it was integrated then but it used to be the white school. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay, yeah. interesting. It's just so much. It's man. a lot. It's a lot. So I'm gonna see Ooh, if Evelyn could be a good one for you to interview. Evelyn mm -hmm. in those schools. Okay. Gotcha. She did you know, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> No, but this is good. You give me some great ideas to almost start a little series on. I think that would be awesome. Segregation, integration, how it affected. Because well, I mean, I also your have years, your early years and yeah, school and when you're in at school, how was it? Right. Would like to know, you know how people right. And there's also uh, Daddy's other side of the family. Um, that was her first question to me, Dale. She she wanted to know about you know school she said like, I went to this school and I think your dad went to this school and we just never knew what was going on you know she was a child too so well, that's true to get that perspective as well I, I think I need to work on that so this is this is uh this is good you gave me a great start I appreciate your feedback and your history your history lesson um lets me look at my own education in a in a different Not that different is it not that much different. It's sad. Not that much different, <laughs> gosh. This doesn't change. It doesn't thing. change a lot. And that's why I think it's important to go back and know it so that you don't repeat it. But as humans, we, we're so myopic. We just keep repeating it because we don't know what we've already done. That's right. That's you know? Right. And so that's that's why I'm... Sometimes uh, it, it repeats because people don't change. People don't change and, don't, and their motives don't change. That's true. Yep, their motives, their hate, somebody their their fears. Want, yeah, somebody always want to control somebody else. That's what's all about. Right, human nature is the you know control and not being able to. That's what. Uh, kind of pull that in. Except people. Except people. We're on the same rock, the same blue rock. People of color the same way. We want to control. We yes. want to be able to have our hands up on the next yeah. person. Cra crabs in a barrel. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it constantly go back and read the Bible. It's there too. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely there, definitely there. So, yeah. well, this is good. Thank you so much, Mom. I, I appreciate it. You and yes. uh, we can do this again. Yes, um, we shall do it again. We I can might do... not say what you want me to say, but I but that's not... the whole point. You know, uh, yeah, something you can get out of it. Yes, I think you have a lot to share, and I think a lot of. Our parents have a lot to share. We just got to make the time to sit down and talk. Right. And uh, it, like I said, a lot I've forgotten. Mm -hmm. And if you get 
you know, like Bow and Earl and all of talking. And that's what a sister, she's forgotten a lot, but you get talk, get to talking to her. She says little things. You say, what? Yes. Before, yeah. 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 I just need to catch her at a good moment. <laughs> I got to catch her in a good moment. Cause someday uh, she's looking at me like, uh, uh-uh, girl. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know my speech. That's what like, she be looking at like, I don't know my speech. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep. Well, all right. Well, thanks, Mom. I appreciate it. All I'm right. sure I'll talk to you a little later on. All right. You have a great one. I love you. I love you too. Okay. Bye-bye. This train is bound Creek Station.